Hello, we're Derek and Hilary Walker, and we're the pastors of Oxford Bible Church. And we welcome you to join us as we get into the Word of God. Our reading today is from Exodus chapter 15, verses 22 to 26. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them. And there he tested them and said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. You know, it's interesting that the first revelation that God gave the children of Israel after the Exodus, after they were reborn as a nation, was the revelation that he was their healer. In fact, when they came out of Egypt, God healed them of all their sicknesses and there was not one lame person among them. And they discovered that there was healing in the Passover lamb. And I find it interesting that Yes. One of the first revelations that you had, as soon as you were reborn of the Spirit of God, was that yes. God was also your healer. Will you tell us about that? Yes, I will, because back in 1977, I had arthritic pains in every joint of my body. It was so bad, it was like raging toothache in every joint. And I, I wanted to commit suicide. I had been tried on many different pills, uh, ones uh, that were called anti-inflammatory drugs, but they always had side effects. And I would line up these drugs, and I would line up all the painkillers, and I would think, if I took them all at once, I could end this. And it was so awful at night time. I'm sure those of you who experience pain at night time, it's far worse. Because my family were asleep, I felt like I was the only person awake on the planet, and that nobody really cared too much about me and I felt all alone in my pain until I, I would get so tired and when I went to lie down I thought oh blessed relief but no the pain was even worse when I lay down so during the night I would have to get up and walk around and I remember just walking up and down the bedroom and crying and crying and crying and all I could see was the rest of my life would be getting more disabled and more disabled because uh, at one time my shoulders were, both my shoulders were totally frozen and I couldn't lift my arms up any more than that. I couldn't feed myself because I couldn't raise my arms and I had no strength in my hands at all. My parents had to cut my food up and I would stab my food and I'd be able to get it into my mouth. And I was so ashamed of my condition that I hid myself away. I didn't see any of my friends. I didn't want contact with anyone outside my two parents. And as I said, I was, I was distraught. I wanted to die. But then one day after I'd been to see the doctor for the 20th time, it must have been, and he'd said, Hilary, there's nothing more I can do for you. And 
I was filled with despair. And then I thought, well, I'll try some health food. Maybe that will help. Honestly, if someone had told me to hang upside down from the ceiling by my feet and that would cure me, I would have done anything. <laughs> I was so desperate to be healed. And so my mother, she had to come with me. I couldn't go anywhere on my own because my hips were hurting, my feet were hurting. And she took me to the health food store. But before we got there, I bumped into a friend of mine called Jeannie. And she said, where are you working now? Because I used to be a medical secretary in the same hospital. And I said, Jeannie, I can't work. I can't lift my arms up any more than this. I have no strength in my hands. And she said, God healed me from cervical spondylosis. He will heal you too, Hillary. And I thought, yeah, cows can fly. I had really not much confidence. And she said, there's a marvelous evangelist called Fred Smith. And he's holding a healing crusade at the town hall. I will take you and God will heal you. Amazingly, I forgot all about it. I really didn't set too much store by it. Well, she came for me and after the first two attempts to get me to the meeting, each, each night I said, no, I didn't want to go. But the third night she said, you're coming with me. And I was amazed. I went like a lamb. She took me to the town hall. But then I was immediately offended by the stickers, smile, Jesus loves you. And I just switched off. And Fred was preaching. And all I remember is being offended by what he was saying. But God is so good. God wanted to reach me yeah. with his word, with his healing power. I was full of pride and, and really an enormous amount of unbelief. But there were many believers there who were praying for me. And Fred finished his sermon. And he invited people to give their heart to the Lord. And I felt, if I don't go up, I'm going to die. I really believe that God revealed to me that this was my last chance to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I went up in a very embarrassed fashion, thinking, I hope nobody can see me. I'm really embarrassed about this. And if I'd been God, I would have said, you go away and you, 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 know, you get your mind sorted out and then you can come back to me. But no, but God, in his mercy and compassion, he reached out and he touched me. And he touched me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. When Fred prayed for me in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I felt a power go straight through the top of my head. And as it gradually went through my body, I felt it just pushing the pain right out. I had been in pain for months and months and months. I'd forgotten what it was like not to be in pain. And it just pushed it right out, right down to the soles of my feet. And then I remember it felt like floating backwards. Obviously, someone was there to catch me and laid me on the ground. As I was laying down there in the town hall, I felt this incredible power running up my arms and legs all over me. And then Fred helped me to my feet. And he said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, raise your arms. And I thought, I can't do it. But I thought I must do as I'm told. And as I began to raise my arms, I realized they were no longer heavy. 
they were light and it was like someone was lifting my arms up and my joints were totally free and I could do all sorts of movements I was pain free I was joint free and it was like I had a brand new body and that's how God revealed himself to me as my healer and God doesn't have favorites what God did for me he wants to do for you You know what God did for Hillary in healing her, he'll do for you too. Because he says, I am the Lord, your healer. That's his covenant name. He says, that's who I am to you. He says, that's my nature. That's my name. I am the Lord, your healer. And so be encouraged by Hillary's testimony that that's what God wants to do. He wants to give us his healing power. And God revealed his name, the Lord, our healer, in a story that we heard the reading from today in Exodus chapter 15. And through this story, God is actually showing us how he becomes our healer and how we can receive healing. So as we have a look at this story now, we'll see the keys to receiving our healing from the Lord. He certainly wants to be our healer. Many people call him their savior. Jesus is my savior. But do you call Jesus your healer too? because that's what he wants to be to you. He wants to be the Lord, your healer. Well, let's go to the story now in Exodus chapter 15. And let's start in verse 22, and we see what happens. Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went three days in the wilderness, and they found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. And so it was called Marah. Marah means bitter. Their water supply was getting low and they were worried. So when they saw an oasis glittering in the sun, well, they got excited. Great hopes for their provision. But when they drank this water, it only became bitter in their mouth and they had to spit it out. They became bitter, actually, just like these waters. And they began to murmur against Moses, because of course it's all Moses' fault. And they said, what shall we drink? They didn't believe God would provide for them. But Moses, however, prayed to the Lord. And God, God knew all their problems. And Moses knew that God saw their need and God would have the answer. And so he looked to God. You know, when you're in bitter situations, you've always got a choice of murmuring or praying. When you face these kind of situations, bitter situations like sickness, these bitter situations are represented by these waters of Marah. You've got a choice. If you're going to pray, you'll receive an answer. The one who prayed received the answer. God showed Moses the antidote to this bitterness. And now we're reading in verse 25. The Lord showed Moses a tree, which when he cast it into the bitter waters, the waters were made sweet. What an amazing miracle. These bitter waters, you see, are a picture of our bitter and hurting heart and sick body. It's the bitter things in our life, particularly sickness. And so this story now gives us a picture of divine healing. God wants to heal your bitter waters. He wants to make them sweet. And I'm sure that's what you would like as well. How does he do it? Well, the first step to healing is to see God's answer. And it was 
rather surprisingly, a tree. Not just any tree, it was a specific tree that God showed Moses. He saw a tree. And God heals through a tree. Isn't that strange? And the Lord showed Moses a tree. Well, trees are very important in the Bible. When man ate of the wrong tree, back in Genesis, he received into himself the curse of death. But 2,000 years later, 2,000 years ago rather, God revealed another tree. He planted another tree, a tree of life, the cross of Calvary. And Jesus really hung on a tree, and that's where he died. And Jesus bore the death that came from the other tree, and in exchange, he gave us his life and his healing. Our fall was through a tree, so our redemption is also through a tree. And so when we face bitter situations, when we pray, God will show us the tree, the tree of Calvary, because that's his answer to our need. That is what he used to get rid of our bitterness and to release the sweetness of his healing into our life. And so the tree Moses saw is a picture of the cross of Christ. 1 Peter 2.24 says, Who in his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins might live to righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Literally, healing is to you. And then Galatians 3.13 says that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, which, and the curse includes sickness. Christ in, redeemed you from sickness. How? Being made accursed for us, for it's written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing might come on us through Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus took the curse upon himself when he hung on that tree. This is the divine exchange of the cross. On the cross, Jesus took all our bitterness, all our sin, all our rejection, all our curse, all our sickness upon himself. He soaked it into himself and out from the cross in exchange flows his life, his healing power, his peace into our life. And so the same thing happened when that tree was thrown into the water. It soaked up all the bitterness in the water and it released the sweetness of healing. Well, the second step to healing, the first step was to see the tree, the tree of Calvary. The second step to healing was to obey God like Moses. And Moses was told not just to see the tree, but to cast the tree into the waters. Well, God says, okay, you see the tree, now receive the tree into the bitter waters of your heart. Cast it into your heart. Receive it, you see. It may have seemed foolish for Moses to do this, but he didn't do it tentatively. He cast it in. He threw it in by a decisive act of faith. That releases God's healing power. And the tree supernaturally soaked up all the bitterness into itself and released the sweetness into the water. And likewise, Jesus, when he died on the cross, he soaked up all our bitter sicknesses and he released sweetness of healing to us. And that tree is available to us. Do you see that tree? The tree on which Jesus died and he took your sicknesses and your sins and he released his healing to you. And you must receive that tree into your heart and let it do its work. Let it soak up your bitterness. Let it soak up your sickness and let it release healing to you.
by his stripes, healing is released to us. So Jesus, you see, on the cross, didn't just bear our sins. He bore our sicknesses and our pains also. And it's on that basis that we're healed. That's exactly what Matthew 8.17 tells us. It says, Jesus healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled what was written by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And because Jesus bore all our sicknesses, that's why he can heal all the sick. And Isaiah goes on to say, and by his stripes we were healed. Literally, healing is released to us through his stripes, through the cross, through the tree of Calvary. And then, having made this demonstration, visual demonstration, God made a healing covenant with his people. And he was emphasizing the significance of this occasion. He wants to show us how healing happens. He says, as I healed the waters, so I will heal you. And that's where he said, I am the Lord, your healer. Jehovah Rapha, or Yahweh Rapha. He told them he was their healer, and he told them how he would heal them. He wants, us, he wants to heal us, but he wants to show us how we can receive that healing. And it's by seeing the tree, seeing the cross, and receiving through the tree. Praise God. And so we must put his word first, and we must submit to it. And that's what he goes on to say in Exodus. It says, there he made a statute and an ordinance for them, and said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I've brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you, or I am the Lord your healer. There it is. He declares himself. He is committed to be our healer. And that's Exodus 15, 26. Now, Young's literal translation reads, not that I will put the diseases on you, I will not put the diseases on you, but I will permit none of these diseases to come upon you. That's better than I will put none of those diseases on you. This agrees with the New Testament, you see, that it isn't so much God putting sickness on people, but when we go outside the will of God, then we, as it were, allow that sickness to come upon us. And so God wants to be the healer to us. He isn't the author of sickness, but he says, if you follow my word, and if you follow my instructions, to receive healing, then he will protect us from the power of sickness. And don't we need that nowadays? We live in a sick world. There are sicknesses all over the place. And we need to, to be strong in the word. He says, give ear to my word. Listen to my word. Put my word first. And as you do that, you will make yourself a veil of God's healing power. If, if you have sickness, don't be condemned. But God wants to tell you, he wants to help you. He wants to heal you. And start trusting in him as your healer. Say, Lord, you are my healer. God wants to help you. He wants to protect you from the sickness that is constantly wanting to come against us. God says, if you'll submit to my word, keep yourself under my umbrella of healing. I'll cover you and keep the sickness away. But if you go your own way, you'll move out from my protection and my healing provision. And the statute to receive the healing was what they had to do. See the revelation 
of the healing tree, that through the cross, healing has been made available. And then receive the tree by faith, cast it into your bitter waters. You have free will. Are you going to accept the work of the cross in you or not? It's up to you to apply it to your life. And when you do, the Spirit of God will manifest in your heart and your body what Jesus did on the cross. And then the promise is, the ordinance is, for I am the Lord, your healer. I'm the Lord, your healer. I'm your physician. That's his covenant name. And we can claim the Lord to be the healer of our soul and our body. This name is his unchanging nature. He doesn't change. He's not a part-time healer. He doesn't heal sometimes and doesn't heal other times. He is and he always will be our healer. And he reveals himself in this story as our healer. And how does he heal? He heals through a tree. And if we will come and receive the work of that tree in our hearts, we will receive his healer. Yes, to receive healing. Seek the healer, not just the healing. And receive how he heals. What should we do? Pray. And ask God to reveal to us afresh the tree. And then apply that tree to our bitter waters by faith. And see that sickness and that curse being taken up by the tree. And see his healing power being released into your life. And you'll see that it comes to pass. Yes, you've received Jesus as your saviour, but have you received him as your healer? Do you call him, Lord, you're my healer? Well, let's pray right now. I want to pray and ask God, Lord, show each person listening here. Let them see the tree of Calvary. Let them see you dying on the cross, carrying their pains and their sicknesses. Let them see that tree so clearly. And Lord, I pray right now that you that they receive that into their hearts oh lord just take up all their sickness all the bitter waters the bitterness of unforgiveness the bitterness of sickness we see that now lord being soaked up by the tree and lord we see and we believe right now that your healing power is now flowing out into their bodies into their hearts taking the bitterness and replacing it with sweetness Lord, you are their healer. Why don't you say that right now as you're listening? Lord Jesus, you are my healer. I receive you as my healer. Well, that's all for now. Do join us next week as we get into the Word of God. Amen. This broadcast was brought to you from the Oxford Bible Church. We meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m you are most welcome to join us. For further information concerning our church services and our other teaching materials, please visit our website at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or call us on 01865 515 086.